Welcome to Service Headline News. I'm your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Eric Perot. What's going on? And Jake Wall. How you guys doing? And we're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all servicemen and women. So sit back, get informed, and have a laugh as the Swearing and Podcast presents Service Headline News. Uh, we got a special guest today, gentlemen. It's Air Force Tech Sergeant Retired Kevin Balcom, or better known as Teapot. Teapot, thanks for joining the podcast today. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Uh, for uh, Here's a little background on you. You graduated from Mona Shores High School in Michigan in 1997. Went to basic in June 98. Uh, you had an AFSCN of one Charlie Six Space Systems Operator, Eric. And your tech school was at Vandenberg. In California, your first assignment was to the 11th Space Warning Squadron at Peterson, and you retired in 2018. Hey, did you did you retire out of Vandy? I can't remember that. I did, yeah. So, <clears throat> all right, fellas, uh, you have any questions for our special guest? Welcome, Kevin. Looking forward to talking with you. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Well, talk. Who's got a question man. for in your in your article? Hey, you never introduced yourself by teapot at all. I know we never got into that. I know, and I was like, "How do you not get to teapot?" Right. Everybody who knows him is like, sign? "Who's Kevin?" <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm I'm a captured audience. Tell me, how did uh, teapot come about? So, I got the nickname at 19, right? Um, my captain at the time says, Hey, make me laugh. And I'm going to buy pizza for the crew. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I can make you laugh. And he, he comes back. Oh, 10 minutes later. He says, I want you to sing. I'm a little teapot. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Like I'll do that. <laughs> so like I get up on there and I'm like doing the, I'm a little teapot short and stop. That's not the funny part. Here's the funny part. Like after that assignment, like everybody knows me as teapot, right? Teapot, teapot, teapot. I'm kind of a smart ass. So that's a great nickname. Like it could be way worse, you know? Oh yeah. So fast forward a few years, right. Um, got myself in a little bit of trouble, right. Um, made some enemies and, <laughs> and there was this, um, there's master sergeant who would just dog me, dog my name. I had just left this unit, just got demoted, got in trouble, moved off to greener pastures, literally to Boulder, right. Which is an incredible assignment. And, and this this master sergeant like hated me, and I I was chatting with my buddy. Uh, they had they had this thing called Crew Knowledge Network CKNet, and they had a chat option. And my buddy's like, "Dude, this master sergeant hates you." I'm like, well, "What's his name?" And he said, he, "You know, he gives me his name." I'm like, "I don't. Who the fuck is he? Like, I have no idea who he is." Really? And but he said every time my name comes up. I hate teapot. If I ever see him, I'm going to beat his ass, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was bad. But then like a couple of nights later, my buddy hits me up. He goes, I don't, I don't think he actually knows your name. I'm like, no way. So my buddy turns to him. He says, Hey, have you ever heard of Sergeant Belcom? He goes, no, no, never heard the name. So he only knew me as teapot. And let's fast forward like three, four months. Like I was down, I was in Boulder. They were down 11 Swiss at Schriever. And I was doing something and this dude walked right by me. Little guy too. Like, bro, he's really talking that smack. Like little guy. <laughs> he, he didn't know who I was like, what? Like this dude hates me, but he doesn't know who I am. Like, that's what I knew. Like that name is like living in infamy because <laughs> whatever I did, like he had heard of. Oh yeah. He didn't know me. I just started building the legend a little bit more. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Teapot, that's a guy who stole my girlfriend. <laughs> Teapot, that's a guy who took my promotion. <laughs> it's like, right. you got all, you're linked to all these things. You're like, I've yeah. done none of that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I got so much credit for random practical jokes that I never was even involved in. <laughs> they just, like they the just reflexively thing. were like, wall. Yeah. It had to be fucking wall. Wall did this. Now, like 75% <laughs> of them I did, but. <laughs> it's a 25 percent. you're like no you know no. i, I, I did never you, even did that did you listen to his interview yeah 
he did, he accused me of playing Johnny fuck around. A lot. I was going to ask you about that part. <laughs> it is a hundred percent valid. If I finished my work, he's like, no one else is working. No, I'm playing he said, he said would, would Jake finish? He would just try to fuck with people because he, he was bored. He had nothing. To I do. was done. I was done. <laughs> and it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I had going on. Nope. I could be laser focused into something, developing scripts. And if Jake was bored, he'd be like, hey, poke me. What are you doing? <laughs> Working, Jake. What do you want? What are you doing? Fuck it, Jake. Like, what do you want? Let's go do something. Whatever you want Let's to do. Let's do something. Yeah. And it wasn't work. Whatever. Face guy. Well, I got my work done. I don't hey. know what took you so long. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Kevin, while we're reminiscing, what was your favorite TDY you went on? Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> didn't get didn't, didn't get to do a lot, but Australia. So you went TDY uh, to Australia? Yeah. So would you go to Alice Springs? No, 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 sir. Um after I got demoted and got in trouble, I was supposed to remember I was supposed to go teach in Germany. Oh, NCAA. yeah, yeah. That's that right. got cut. My consolation prize was Boulder. Great consolation prize, that, right? That is an awesome assignment, though, because that's civvies. That's yeah. freaking mellow. You're in the back of the corporate building. That's a really good gig. Yeah. Learned a lot about integration, right? Like like different uh, organization integration. And there was a, a TY to Australia to do some testing. And Jeff Weber, you guys familiar with that yeah, name? He can go. And he said, Teapot, do you want to go to Australia? I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go. I'm single. Like, yeah, let's go. So flew out on a flew out to LA and then a 747 across the pond, right? Uh, I discovered two things. Number one, um, I can't eat on planes, right? Like my <laughs> stomach just gets wrecked. Really? Um, number two. Kids are incredible because this girl ate something, puked it all up in her bag, and then was good, and then ate more. I'm like, that kid's legit, right? So we fly in, and I got to take a, another flat plane from Sydney to Perth, right? Because Australia's big, right? It's the size of the United States. And my tickets weren't paid for. Thank oh, you, shit. DTS. Let's talk DTS, baby. Yeah. I'm like, I literally, like, I was a DTS guy. Like, I proved it and signed it. Why are my tickets not paid for? So, figure that out. Got from Sydney to Perth. Um, Perth, beautiful city, right? That's, like, the only big city on, like, the western coast okay. of Australia. Um, went out, had some drinks, had a great time. Could barely sleep. Pounded, like, half a bottle of NyQuil. Got, like, four hours. All right, let's go. From Perth. I was supposed to take a little a little pond hopper up to Learmouth Range. That ticket was also not paid for. Wow. That was even more stressful. I'm like, I'm supposed to go up there to do range ops. Like, what's going on? Hour and a half later, got to figure it out. Like, swipe the old uh, government credit card. Like, maybe they'll buy me an ass later. I don't know. And uh, we hopped up to Learmouth Range and um, went up there and met some folks. Uh the drive out to the range, right? Let's talk about the drive out to the range. Like, you know, those, those, those death ants, right? Those, like those ants that will bite you and kill you. Oh, How about yeah, yeah. ant hills, like miles and miles of these ant hills, like eight, 10 feet high. I'm like, I'm not going to have a good time here at all. <laughs> Termite mounds. Yeah. Those we're getting, crazy. We, get, we get to the range, we get to the range. Right. And it's like me, uh, like one, one female, um from like national level super smart and then like some aussies and we're walking up to the the, the range tower and me and the female were like nope we're not we're not fun going in there like we're not doing it because <laughs> all i see you know where orb orb weave spiders are right they're venomous right they're like these big old i see like seven eight nine of them boop, 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 boop. i'm like i'm not going in there Jeez, and the aussies yeah. were like uh you should have saw it before we cleaned it out i'm like you had to clean this out so, like, kicking and screaming, her and I go in there, and I see these giant orwee spiders. And then, like, you had um, kangaroos that were using that that tower as, like, shade, and they were all bouncing around. Like, any of these things could kill me. <laughs> so go to the tower. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm so scared. Like, I'm 20-something, but I'm scared. Like, this is not 
how do people live here, right? Are you out there in uh, a flight suit at this time? No, no, civilian clothes. Oh, you were civilians. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, you know, we do the, the 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 site range, give them some pointers, whatever. We go back and we talk. And uh, there's some national systems guys there, and they're like, "Hey, like, are you bored?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have much going on. You want to do some night ops?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll do some night ops with the guys." So it was like two national guys, government contractors. And then me and like a senior, I mean, I was a staff at the time because, you know, I got demoted, had to wait to you yeah, know, promote yeah. back up. You you could barely handle day ops where you could see yeah. the spiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, this is like, trust me, it gets worse. So I'll take it when I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go. These guys, it's funny. So these guys were in like these like super suspect like mobile homes, TDY. I was in like this five star like resort oh, oh yeah it was crazy like this giant walk-in shower it was amazing nice. we do some night ops and we're driving on this little trail and it's like pitch black right and we stop and you know we, we kind of you know we have to no lights on we have to do our little test and so me and the senior senior we're walking and i have a flashlight we're kind of walking this trail and and i'm like i'm like yo hold up nicola he's like what he's like what is that He's like, what am I? What the fuck is that? It's like this grasshopper, dude. That was like eight inches long. Six inch stinger. I'm like, why does this grasshopper need a six inch stinger? I look at the senior. I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm going back in the truck. I'm done. Like, I'm not really. Look at this thing. (laughs) Were you like walking with a flashlight and this thing like, all of a sudden it's just illuminated it's like, and it's sitting there staring at you. Yes. Yes. Like, what are you, what are we doing here? Like, no, absolutely not. Like, they just get bowed up by a grasshopper. Yeah. But this grasshopper was gigantic. And I'm like, he could just literally jump on me and just like right in the eye with that stinger. I mean, it was like, you could see like the little water, like the little venomous juices coming out. Like, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm done. It's grasshopper. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I hop back in the truck and then you know, you know, did our thing and then then went home. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. How long were you there for? Uh, like seven days. Jeez, wow. what, what is that? Adelaide. Is that like an 18 hour flight over there? Yeah, yeah, it's forever. Oh my god! I flew down to Sydney and I was drunk. Of course, I was trash talking the steward. And so every time he would come out of the galley, he would draw, drop a beer off on my tray. And I was drunk, passed out, and hung over all on one flight. Holy shit, really? Horrible. It was Jesus. horrible. Hung over on a flight's like the worst. Oh, Good TDY. Eric, I'm going to prompt you again, and you probably, I'm, I'm just going to skip you if you don't know. I'm on. All right. You know, back in the day, one of the most important events for me was moving off base. That's right. For the first time. Yeah. Kevin, uh, what was your experience of like uh, moving off off the yard for the first time? Probably different than a lot of you because six and a half weeks of basic training, six and a half weeks of tech school. So 13 weeks in, I'm already at my permanent duty station. Within a year, I'm off base because... They did the, we were all, we, we had roommates. They, and then Air Force went to like one plus one. So they kicked out half the airmen. Oh, shit. So did I, they really? Yeah. I was an A1C and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go off base, which I don't know why. Cause the dorms were insane at Peterson. Like I could tell you stories about the dorms there like yeah, for days. That's just a party there. Yeah. It was obscene, but I moved into a house, uh, two nine seven two Roche drive North. Still remember it. Um, <laughs> And I was twenty. Was that, on, was that on the police report often? Is that why no, no, oh. surprisingly no, because we had we had a couple guys that were like 20, 29 that lived with us. Oh shit! Um, and so it was like we had a lot of parties, but it wasn't like like crazy. You know what I mean? Like we we kind of handled our own. It was um, you know, looking back, it, it was pretty crazy because number one, we didn't have air conditioning. How did I survive without air conditioning? Like it was obscene. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a bad. It was like Peterson in the Springs, correct? What's that? Peterson in the Springs, correct? Yes, yes, yep, yep. 
And you didn't have a bed. I, I like a like a mattress. Like you have a, a mattress on the floor. That was it. Do you have like shit in milk crates man. and stuff like that? What's that? Do you have like shit in milk crates? Like you know, your no, no, no. I wasn't that bad. We had like an unfinished basement that was that was like cooler, and we had like you know parties every weekend. Uh, I remember a toga party we had, and oh, uh, I got I was drinking rubble straight from the bottle, which is never good. <laughs> And I had duct taped my nipples, right? Nice. Ah. And I don't know. And why not, I said, why'd you do that? I said, listen, come on. Silly. I I that was dumb. I only do, I only not do Just two in case things. of a chafing spoon, incident. I don't spoon <laughs> and I don't show my nipples. Like that's it. Everything else is fair game. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, that night I remember this really attractive female. Uh she was a uh medical, whatever. Her name was Alette, like from Minnesota, like Nordic tall. Oh. And we're all like, chopping it up. I'm like, why is she still here? It's like midnight, right? I'm like, yeah. oh, man, really? Like, okay. Uh-oh. You stay up late, don't say anything dumb half the time that, you know, you're probably in. And so her and I end up hooking up. And, oh, oh it's incredible. Great. Awesome girl. Um, Like a week later, I left for spring break to, like, meet my buddies. And we're in Texas. I come back. I find out she's dating like a like a Colorado Gold King semi-professional hockey player. I'm like, well, you know what? Put my best foot forward. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not winning that. You know, you were before him, so yes. you kind of won that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, stuff like that. It was. Um, it was. What was your uh, What was your rent? You remember? Three bucks a month, maybe. Yeah. That's crazy to think that. It's just four of us, and it was it was a big house, like yeah. even for four people. You know, we had like three bathrooms, so uh, with showers, so it wasn't that bad. Um, well, that's good. With outdated, showers. it was outdated, but you know, I mean, oh yeah, sure, shit. Well, you know, it's funny listening to that. The cop first sergeant was always concerned about sending cops off base. I can't understand why now. <laughs> listening to your party couldn't have been any worse than ours. <laughs> right yeah like it it was uh and i was there for gosh three years three and a half years um you know you run through oh shit really the whole yeah you run because I, well, I was only in it for a year when i got out you know yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so um towards the end it was a little rougher because the older guys left so like now i'm the guy that's supposed to be responsible oh, and shit. we had a really 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 beautiful female living downstairs in the basement uh-huh. And uh oh man, I could tell you stories about that, but whatever. Like that's a story for another day. Um when did you get to Peterson? Uh 90, 98. Uh yeah, August, July, August 98. We were there at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, I got there in- oh no shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah I got there in 92 and retired in 03 out of Pete. I was with the okay. Space IG team. Okay. Yeah. yeah, awesome. You homesteaded yeah. that long at Pete? Dude, I went from the unit, the squadron level unit, went back to the command. Then oh, was, you kept doing PCAs then, yeah. And then I went back to the unit, and then yeah. from the unit, I went over to Space Command IG smart. for the last three years. That's smart, man. That's smart. <laughs> but the first 10, I was all overseas. Mm. I. I like these stories because these are the little things that connect all of us in service. You know, it's not the, um, it's not the typical shit that everybody thinks of as military. It's the little things that, that tie us all together. And I think these guys still give me shit about it. Speaking of shit, because (laughs) I think everyone who's been in the military has had some kind of awful, unbelievable shit story. (laughs) <laughs> what's yours teapot my shit story i probably have two not as probably great as y'all who deployed had to shit in those hot boxes it doesn't like, matter it's i mean hell yeah i remember basic where the first time you're in a toilet two feet away from the other guy with no stalls right and you're like holy shit dude <laughs> right i didn't I didn't poo for like a week and a half. In the I would shit at midnight because everybody was sleeping. I was like, nah, that's when I can do it. I actually cranked one off before I actually pooped in basic training. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I was able to do that. Yeah. You yeah. snuck that one in. My <laughs> fucking pink eye. After all those inoculations, like somebody gave me pink eye and I had to sit back. And I'm like, there's nobody here. I am wheeling one off right now. You know? Oh my Holy shit. Yeah. So poop stories. Let's. All right. So MCS, right? I'm a mission crew chief. And I'm at a go. I got to poop. Like it was game time. It's like swing, right? So like yeah. five, six o'clock. But there's only three of us. And then like uh, the other individuals in the bathroom, I can't remember their names. But I'm like, oh my god, I got to poop so bad. He comes and this back, whole time. You're like, sitting console. Why you got to poop? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Falls, falls, four, three, falls. Like, right. I got to shit. False. Like <laughs> maybe I'm standing up a little bit from the seat. They're like, you're right. Like, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's time. Some heavy so, breathing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Homeboy comes back. I was like, take this. Like I got to go. So I go in the bathroom and green flight suits, right? You're like zip, zip. Woo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I go to sit down. These, these assholes double barreled the ketchup bottles underneath or the ketchup packets <laughs> underneath the, underneath the seat. And I was like, boom, and they just exploded, right? <laughs> they didn't hit my flight suit. They hit my legs, my thighs, right? Oh. I had to go. Oh. Like, I had to go bad. And so I'm going, and I could feel the ketchup, like, dripping down oh my, my thighs. God. Like, like into my boots right i'm like i don't i don't care like i gotta go man so (laughs) so so it took me a little bit so you know i finished wiping and i tried to get you know whatever off and you know wash my hands and come back and everyone's looking at me that's awesome i'm like touche and they like everybody starts laughing i didn't even ask who it was because (laughs) like doesn't matter like that's a good one that's a good one yeah and one other one was we were at uh, 11 Swiss uh, at the MCSB. You had those two like unisex toilets in the, um, in the lobby. And so I was day staff and I went out there and I had to, I had to drop a big grizz, man. It was like, okay, game time. <laughs> and I go up there and I, and I am firing it out. And as soon as I get done, the commander is like waiting to go in. Right. Oh, and my own pride was our first commander. And I know shit. He came in, he started gagging. <laughs> and i'm like oh i'm gonna hear about this he never mentioned it like ever like really it was so bad yeah he never never said anything too much you do and he knew yeah but he's like yeah. i'm like yeah dude that's really bad man i curse <laughs> flush and everything just it, it didn't help and you wonder why that teapot name maybe <laughs> right. floated around in yeah. circles that's probably it yeah, that dude probably followed you into the bathroom or followed you out of the bathroom. Was like that mother teapot. That's teapot. he used to call me. He used to call me uh, TJ because there's another bald headed member in my in my group uh, named JT Moore. And oh, JT, oh, yeah, Moore. JT. Yeah, yeah. he was drunk a lot, so I don't think he recognized <laughs> JT and TJ. He used to call me TJ all the time. Yeah, you just let it slide. Or did you try to another, grab another it? poop? Another pooping story, right? <laughs> like he called JT into his office. He's like, "Hey, JT, I want to talk to you about getting a uh, like an enema." What? And JT's like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Yeah, what you talking about? You know, when you stick a, a tube up your butt and, and, it, and it like flushes out all the." He goes, "Sir, that's teapot." <laughs> and so he confused like JT and TJ. It's so. <laughs> I come in there and he's like, why don't you ever correct me when I called you JT? I'm like, first of all, you never call me JT. You call me TJ. Right. <laughs> Second of all, I thought it was fucking hilarious. So I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> and him and I talked about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, that was the first couple of years at uh, 11 Swiss. So I guess got a two and a half poop story. Oh there. my God. I don't even know if we can go on to news stories after this. We should just invite <laughs> guests in and just interrogate him. And That's tell exactly stories. it. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, just go to holy shit, nothing but the good. all-star list now. I it kind of is, but let's let's give it a go. All right, let's get to maybe more boring shit. <laughs> US special operators are testing an X-wing like loitering munition. 
So Israeli Aerospace Industries announced on Thursday that the Pentagon had awarded the company a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract to develop and deliver a version of the so-called point-blank electro-optically guided missile to the U.S. military's Irregular Warfare Technical Support Directorate for testing. Uh, the, the, quote, Rock X, end quote, variant of the point-blank system uh, is a 15-pound loitering munition capable of being carried in an infantryman's backpack and flying at 178 miles per hour at 1,500 feet. And it was designed to meet a Pentagon requirement for increasing the organic precision strike lethality and survivability of small tactical teams. The missile is hand-launched, operated by a single soldier, can take off from and land vertically back to the soldier's hand. Uh, so they should receive 10, 10 of these things later in the year for testing. It carries a, a two-kilogram warhead. Uh, and as you can see, it's optically guided into this van that they're blowing that up badass. over and over and over. So it's pretty cool. I don't know how that fits in a backpack. That looks almost like three feet long. Can you imagine what that would do to my ex-wife's car? <laughs> so fucking cool. And she wouldn't oh. have no idea where it came from. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's just fucking act of God shit at that point, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, that's yeah, pretty at, cool. Look at that thing. Marty, look at it when it launches compared to that guy. If you back it up. What do you mean? So com the, it launches right out of that guy's hand, right? Right here. He's oh, yeah, holding yeah. it, and then it takes off. So it's yeah, about, yeah. you're right, it looks about like three feet tall. So it might, maybe yeah, there's maybe. some assembly, obviously, to it. Um, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's crazy having that thing buzzing around and all of a sudden i yeah. now i don't know how much you know they're they're not putting out a lot of tech information on it but seeing that come down and uh i guess it's optically guided or i i don't know i don't know they they didn't say a lot about it i wonder if you can interchange the munitions on that thing make it more lethal, I, right, less lethal right right uh but it's interesting that it's developed by an israeli company and uh you know, there is. I I always like that Israeli thing they got to shoot down the missiles. I can't remember what it's called, but Iron Dome. Iron Dome. Iron Dome. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's pretty badass. Yeah. And why we don't have that? I mean, I don't know if that's like the Sea Whiz on our on our uh, Navy boats. On the Navy carriers, yeah. Yeah, because that Sea Whiz just like puts out an incredible amount of uh, rounds. To shoot that fucking thing down. I don't know if that's how the Iron Dome works, but I would trust the Israelis to develop something like that. Like, okay, good. We'll buy it from you. That's cool. <coughs> so I'll get one of those. Yeah, the so, tech stuff is always cool. And and it seems like uh uh especially Eric, as we've covered some of these earlier stories, and you start seeing them come, you know, three, four months later after we first talked about them. And they're like, hey, they're starting to do this. And we're like, ah, we already covered that. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's one of the early ones. You know, that's interesting that you said that. We talked about the Army's got this new super high-speed goggle that allows for infrared. And Right. Did you see that follow-up story? Today? Yeah. Today. They said that it's not worth a damn. And <laughs> <Right>. the, soldiers, <laughs> the soldiers aren't liking it. In fact, it makes them worse at right. targets than it did without it. So it was a story we did on this this goggle that's supposed to be like VR and it has heads up map display, yeah. it has night vision, thermal, all this shit in it. Uh, and they're like, "Hey, look at what we're providing to the warfare." But the guys who are actually testing goes, "This thing fucking sucks <laughs> because it's it's huge on their head, and then they got a cable running down to a battery in their back, and it's heavy and it's awkward." So. It's Side neat. effects were like it was making them nauseous, <laughs> dizzy. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they're they're almost like yeah. a vertigo thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? I I just got back from Disney and I rode this simulator, um, and they were simulating G forces like like oh, launching shit. to Mars, and it fucked me up. Like me and my daughter both. My daughter's like, I think I'm gonna throw up. I'm like, <laughs> don't throw up in here, man. Like, 
But even I was like, yo, like, yeah, like, first it's amazing what man. they do with like the seats, you know, right. to simulate, you know, forward mm-hmm. and backward motion. Right. But then the whole, I mean, virtual reality is one thing, but Disney does the whole like virtual ride. reality could work if you're not, if you're controlling a robot. Like if I'm back yeah. at home base right. and I have this goggle on, yeah. like, and I'm like, that's when it works. That's when it's effective. But yeah. Not when but, you're riding it. <laughs> correct. And not correct. only that, I just can't imagine given uh, the average uh, E3, you know, here's $100,000 worth of a goggle. Oof. And you got to turn that in undamaged. It's like, holy fuck. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's that guy's probably going to throw it in his pack, or throw it in his ruck and never take it out because right. he doesn't the want first to. Day he's got it. it. He's dissecting it and taking it apart. I'm sure. Right, uh, guys that would tear up a cop car, squad car. I knew guys in the in the army, uh, and we were artillery, so we weren't shooting a lot with the M16s. So they would wrap it. So it wouldn't get dirty, knowing that they weren't going to shoot it because turning it in was such a process. So if it was clean when you get it, they'd wrap it and then they'd just take the wrapping off and so they could turn it in. Because if you shot it, fuck, you're there for six hours cleaning that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. yep. If they're doing that with an M16, imagine it give them, giving them a virtual reality goggle. <laughs> that would work very How many reporter surveys are you going to do on these fucking things, right? <laughs> I got to drop. I got to drop. Just want to let you know. So you got to go. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go. Ah, shit. All right. Damn. We talked too much about shit stories, I guess. Huh? Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Buddy. Officially yeah. purely decorative right now. <laughs> I'll send you pictures later, Jake. I promise. Thank you. Yeah. Later, All right, man. Thanks hey, for coming on. Thanks, bud. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. All right. So uh, we lost uh, Sergeant Balcom. Due to some uh, vasectomy pain, <laughs> and I'm leaving that in there, man. Let's throw crazy. that out there. <laughs> well, uh, what are you gonna say? Uh, Why do you leave? Oh, no, I love it. I love it. Hey, right. <laughs> but we we admire him for soldiering on through, uh, you know, 45 minutes or so until the pain got too intense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Forty-five minutes of sitting on a potluck folding chair. (laughs) That man is a hero. Should have got him one of those blow-up donuts. (laughs) Only just for the front. The (laughs) (laughs) The legend lives. Regardless, we here at the where are the uh, service headline news team. We'll soldier on without our uh without our blank shooting friend. So uh tonight, as we continue with our all-star military team selections, last week we chose our battleship with the USS New Jersey beating out the USS Missouri and the Iowa for the all-star selection. Tonight it's main battle tanks. All right. And so we'll just have to come to a consensus. Well, we, I think, I think we you lost need our guest to specifically say we're not talking about worldwide. We're just talking battle. about U.S. main there battle tanks, US United main States battle. main battle tanks. All right. right so, Jake, you're up first. All right. I nominate the M4 Sherman. That's a good so, tank. It's a medium tank, so it's not a big boy, right? But they needed it to be transportable. That's right. Um, they realized quickly after, or U.S. is they, um, after the German assault during initial German blitzkrieg, U.S. was like, oh, we are definitely going to need a more, more tanks. And so they cranked out the M3 really quick, but the M4 was soon to follow. And then... So any World War II movie you've seen has the M4 in it at one point in time. The crazy thing about this was we were shipping them not only to the U.S., but we had agreements with the British and Russia. They were on all fronts. They were even in Africa 
fighting Rommel. The Damn. thing is, by the time they were done and developed, they were based on they were based to go against the Panzer tank. By the yeah. time they were shipped and in the war, they were already outdated. So the Panzer oh, had been upgraded to the Panther and I believe the Tiger, the German Tiger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them would easily stomp the M4. Right. Um, and and they couldn't even shoot while on the move. Oh, they, they could. I didn't they know had that. a no, they had to stop and then shoot. So they could they had a gyroscope in the in there and it it was to help it aim while moving. It didn't Holy work. Shit. <laughs> it they would just go, it would kind of get it in the general area, and then they would be like, okay, stop. Boom. Oh, shit. Really? So this plucky little thing was on all fronts. It was readily available for allied allied units, and it was grossly out, like, man. Yeah, right. It it didn't have armor. It didn't have uh, anything. By the time they shipped it out. Yep. It's a medium tank. It was smaller, and they could only penetrate certain, certain German tanks at a very specific angle. Yeah, yeah wasn't that that's the, the, why. Fury was a perfect yeah, example that, of how they had to yep. maneuver and battle. They had to get that. behind it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. That movie, Fury, if you don't have PTSD, you can watch that. That's Holy cool. shit. And you'll get it. That thing was, that movie was hardcore. I think yeah. I read something about that where they were saying, um, if you're going to take on a, a tiger or whatever yeah. it was, that you needed three or four of them because you knew you were going to lose Almost all of them before the last one. And a five, it was a five or six man crew. And so they had to rely on, they, they were grossly outgunned, outmaneuverable, everything out armored. So they had to rely on tactics and develop tactics where they would swarm using three of them. Yeah. And so admittedly, not like the biggest, the strongest, the most beautiful, not big gun. But man, it, it was a perfect example of tactical ingenuity. Yeah. And using what you had and then availability. But so, they were they were easy to fix, right? They were easy yeah, to they, kind of keep running. They kept running. They they had a top speed of like twenty five or twenty eight miles per hour. So they were maneuverable. Huh. It it just well, kind of sucks they had to shoot. Yeah. Took on the hedgerows. In Normandy, yeah. where they yep. had a big front right. rate to rip that shit down, and yeah, yep. so good tank. Well, that's what do you right. got, Eric? <laughs> well, my friend, did it, wait, wait, wait. Did, uh, <laughs> did the M4 go beyond uh World War II? It went till 56. Oh, okay, okay, so there's a lot of other. Around it, like other countries got a hold of it, correct? Um, oh, but yeah. we used it in Korea. Yeah. yeah. Um, but World War Two and uh, Korean War. I think that's so. a worthy nomination. Agreed. Uh, uh, worthy, but not badass. My <laughs> M60. My M60 is badass. Okay. So I, I had to think of a good criteria to bring up what a battle yeah. tank should be. And so my instinct was how, what, what tank was involved in the most combat and it's the M60. And I listed all the conflicts that this thing has been in. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that the U S was driving it. Right. Right. We sold it all. World renowned. We sold them everywhere. So go ahead. I tell you every time I think of tanks, it's, it's the AK-47 of tanks. Anybody can <laughs> Kinda, have. It. Yeah. If you, if everybody can have it, it's definitely going to be in some trouble spots. All right. You're going to be like, point. well, Lebanese yeah. Civil War, and then Lebanon, <laughs> Persian Gulf, Yemeni <laughs> Civil War. That's yeah. right. A lot of civil wars using U.S. tanks. A lot of, yeah. But when it was in those little civil wars, it kicked ass and took names. It it was able to accomplish the mission. Each time. So this thing was designed in 57. It was to counter 
the Soviets' new main battle tank, um, and it had a 115 millimeter smoothbore main gun. So the Soviets, um, how big? How big was their main gun? 115 millimeter. God damn. Smoothbore. Yeah, that's pretty big. At the time, the M48 had just stepped out above the S- the Sherman, the M4. Yeah. yeah. And the Soviet offering this freaking tank they had, I think it was a T62, was going to kill everything. So they knew they had to upgrade from that uh, the uh, M48 patent. So they came up with the M60 to counter the Soviets. Uh, and this thing was badass. It killed the T-62s on numerous occasions. It was in a number of battles. Um, I'm going to give you a few of them because I wrote them down. Jan Kipper. Oh, yeah. By the way, one, for me, the the M-60 was in Grenada. And the M-4 was in Yom Kippur War. Oh, shit. Also, the M-4 was in the Yom Kippur War also. Oh, yeah, but it is, I'm just doing U.S. in service. You selling the yeah. you selling the Sherman a little short there. Yeah, Israelis <laughs> is are a using stumpy the little bugger. Yeah. All right, all right. I you know I can't argue that point that it was in service. Yeah. Cuban yeah, Revolution. It died that more one? often than my M60. Well, all right, good. all right. <laughs> it did not have the armament capability of the M60. Yep. You know, growing up as a kid, the M60 is what you thought of as a tank. I don't know why. It's just like, oh yeah, that's the M60. That's the that's the tank, right? For you, for the U.S., by the way, it was the Vietnam War for the M60. Yeah, that's what you always saw. Right. right. And it was the M60. Was it patent? Was it a patent tank? Well, they were going to name it, but it was never part of the patent family. So oh, T60 okay. patent. They did call one a patent, but it wasn't part of that M48 and the uh, yeah yeah the other small medium cool uh, patent tank. All right, I so, liked it. All right, what um, did you run to all the conflicts that it was in? I know um, you said a couple of them, but did you say yeah? It, there was uh, the Yon Kipper, Urgent Fury, Iran Iraq War. Oh yeah, um, the Lebanese Civil War. Yemeni Civil War, the Western <laughs> Sahara War. I didn't know whether there was one in Sahara. And uh, the 2011 Bahrainian Uprising. God damn, we sold that. Everywhere. Motherfucker over in the, in the Middle East, right? Yep. And it so sold my- more action than any U.S. tank. Nice. All right. Well, I'm going to put up the M1 Abrams against both of those. All right. <laughs> You can't get it anywhere, though. It's too damn heavy. Uh, stand by, stand by. <laughs> I've got some. I've got some information that may sway your vote. All right. right. First off, it was named after four-star General Creighton Abrams, who was one of the most aggressive and effective tank commanders during World War II. The M1 came into service in 1980, 1979, 1980. Around 10,700 M1 Abrams and variants have been built. And the tank has seen action in the Gulf War, Afghanistan War, Iraq War, Yemeni Civil War, and many others. The M1 Abrams is currently used by nine nations. Uh, It has a top four speed of 42 miles per hour, a reverse speed of 25 miles per hour, and it weighs between 69.5 and 73.6 tons. Yes, it's a heavy motherfucker. Wait, it's... How many tons? What's its max speed? 42. Can you imagine that momentum? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you ever see those videos of the stabilization system on the gun? Oh, my God. When it's going over hills and stuff and the gun is just rock steady? That was pretty cool. Uh, And I was always in awe of the M1, but... Now you read about some of these other countries, and it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like second class compared to some of these other ones. Now, uh, you it know, is a cool looking tank, though. 
Oh, it's iconic looking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it first came out, you're like, God damn, that looks badass. And, and you know, eventually we're going to think of the same thing. Uh, like if you look at the F-22, that's a yeah. badass looking airplane. But, yeah. you know, that's already been out there for a decade, right? So give it a couple more, uh, a couple more decades, and you're like, oh, that's, yeah, that's old school, right? My uh, only question is the Abrams. Would it be able to stand up against the, uh, what's the new one that the Russians have? The armament. Well, I did read about an article about that, and they're like, no, by itself, and, you know, if you get, it has so many upgrades now, right? Um, that it may stand a chance. However. They it goes back to what Jake was talking about when you go back to what the Germans were doing with the Tiger or the Panther and then the Tiger. Those were so expensive to produce that Germany couldn't produce a lot of them. Yep. And they're saying that same thing about that Russian tank is that, yes, this thing is the creme de la creme of tanks. But how many can they produce? Yeah. And so And, and transport. And transport, right, yeah, like, yeah, because that was always the biggest problem. Think with of the, the logistics behind just getting an M1 or the new Russian tank to a location that isn't connected where you can just drive right. it. Sure. Well, what I think uh, could a C5 carry two or one? I can't remember. Abrams I think it's two. Yeah. I don't Maybe? know. I don't it know. Plus one, but couldn't it? it I, I understood it's it seventy two buses. It's seventy tons. <laughs> It's you know, enormous. Shitload of weight in a C seventeen. Um, it uses a fifteen hundred horsepower multi fuel gas turbine engine, which is really cool because I've seen those guys mess with that engine, and it's it's segmented up into four sections. So if like something goes wrong with a certain part of the engine, they can take that quad out and put a new quad in, and that engine keeps going. However, uh, it's gas; it's not diesel. So that's that's an issue there. I understand um, they're louder. They're louder than a, a, a diesel running tank. They're they they sound. It's haunting the way they sound because it's a turbine engine. Uh, they usually use jet fuel with it. It has a maximum range of about two hundred sixty four miles. That's that's pretty good range, I think. I haven't compared it with other tanks, but. Uh, it's armed with a 120 millimeter smoothbore, three machine guns, uh, a 12.7 millimeter heavy machine gun with 900 rounds, two 7.62 machine guns with 10,000 rounds, a fully loaded tank can hold 40 120 millimeter shells, and the 120 millimeter gun has an effective range of more than two and a half miles. Here's the kicker. No U.S. operated Abrams has ever been lost to enemy fire. Against who? It's never been lost. Now, there's yeah. a caveat to that. When you they- don't leave Omaha, <laughs> right? I like how it caveats also to enemy fire. That implies that some dumb army person has blown up something. They some have point. like eight losses of an m1 and six of those have been by friendly fire yep see we don't need to mention that i'm just saying the enemy hasn't taken any out so i think Um, if we put all three tanks two wait first of all two m1 abrams can fit in a c5 galaxy two okay yeah, that's that severely hampers that airlift damn man can you imagine how slow that thing's flying then but what's a you, what's a Sherman tonnage wise? Did it did it did you run across that? Just curious. Yeah, it's not that crazy. I mean, M one is um, seventy, so I was like, the geez. highest was eighty four thousand pounds or forty tons. Oh shit, forty tons. Okay, well, compared I, to seventy two. Yeah, I know seventy tons. <laughs> It's nuts, but it is a medium one. So these, the ones you yeah, guys are throwing right. out, are the, yeah, you're right. Are the big boys? Those are huge tanks. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing yeah, that the M60 had 53 tons. Yeah, the oh, thing that okay. Sherman had was availability, and they just immediately saw the need. So yeah, they could produce development, the shit out of them, produce the yeah. crap out of them, just threw them on every front of the war. Right. Right. So, 
Yeah, you. It certainly served a purpose, man. Yeah, so I'll give it that. Yeah. All right, what's our consensus? <laughs> I mean, I really like Dam Four because it did win World War Two for us. Well, and as bad as as much as I like the freaking M60, I got to go M42 because of what it did. Yeah, yeah. During that period, man. I mean, Even the M1. It's a Tiger or a Tiger Two or something. They were still right in the fight. Right. Yeah. Right. That Abrams is sexy, though. It's sexy, but it has a hundred hours of conflict, right? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. and yeah, even though the the foreigners used it a lot, but still, uh, I, every time you see the tank go into like the city of Afghanistan, wow, they're always there's like holy shit, they're that's all they shoot at. They can't tank, move. Right? They get yeah, stuck. they can't move. They can't go anywhere. So open battle tanks, uh, open tank battles out in the field. And as much as I want to go with the M60, because that's a sexy ass tank. Always has been, right? Always has been. But it's seen more action with, I think, other nations than with that is us. Correct. Yeah. I I got I'll go with the M4. I I guess I gotta go pick the M4. As long as it doesn't have to come up against my New Jersey Iowa class battleship, <laughs> I'll, go, all right, all right. I'll go M4 as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Our all military selection is the M4 Sherman tank. I think uh, Teapot would have uh, come to that same conclusion. I doubt uh, it. He's proven numerous times he makes poor decisions. <laughs> Listen to his interview. Exactly. <laughs> He's not even here to protect himself. <laughs> Good. That'll serve him for leaving early. Suck it up with those balls, man. Come on. Take the pain. Yeah. Take the pain. We're only 20 more minutes. That's all you had to do. Well, on behalf of all of us, uh, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Special thanks to Kevin for sitting in uh, or not being able to make it the whole way, but he was a trooper and made it three quarters of the way. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. As always, make sure to download the next episode for more service headline news. Man, I'll see you next week. Thanks for the week. Peace out, folks.